hockey, hockey, hockey. That's, that's why we're here. That's our job. So why don't we get right into it and start off with newsroom. We're going to start off with, I don't know, I guess you could say not a substantial trade, but a trade of sorts. It was substantial for me, Marjorie. So the Toronto Maple Leafs acquired forward Alex Kalchenyuk from the Carolina Hurricanes and the Leafs gave up forward Igor Korshkov and defenseman David Warsawski. The Wraparound with Grace, Alessia, and Marjorie. So Igor Korshkov is one of the Leafs up and coming, (laughs) was one of the Leafs up and coming prospects. Uh, And from what I knew, and from people that I talked to, it was exciting to see him kind of rise up in the ranks in the NHL. Uh, we've seen him from his first year with the Marlies up until now since he's been traded. So it was um, a little upsetting to see him get moved away when we didn't even get to see him play in the NHL at the standard that we were expecting. So David Warsawski is 31 years old. Mm-mm, 30. 30, thank you. Or maybe, maybe he just turned 31, but what I have is 30, so who knows. Either way, he's in his early 30s. I don't think he played for the Leafs. No, so... Yes, he only has two goals and nine assists and 55 career NHL games with Boston, Pittsburgh, New Jersey, and Colorado. He he knows the NHL pretty well, the ins and outs, but he wasn't like anything that I was too sad to lose. Igor Korshkov, however, was very upsetting. For Alex Galchenyuk, while he's a hard worker, his prime was in Montreal, and Alessia knows all about this. And I hate this term but I'm going to say it anyway. The guy's got no puck luck anymore. He's the hard worker. And if you read interviews with his old coaches and teammates, they say that he's one of the hardest workers on the team, but he can't produce anymore. I'm going to get this out of the way now. And then Alessi, you can take it away. The Leafs have like, what, six guys out with injuries, five or six. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Alex Galchenyuk isn't in the lineup. Where does he go? His spot on the team would be in the bottom six. That's what we said. There's injuries now with the Leafs and he's still not playing in the bottom six. I know he just got there, but like Marjorie said, there's other players in that stacked roster that they have that are going to get an opportunity before him. And it's sad because I know how great of a player he was in Montreal. I was a big fan of his when he was in Montreal. You know, it's just the reality. So when he gets an opportunity with the Leafs, he has to capitalize on it. When we were talking about this last week, I said it didn't make sense for many, many reasons because it just, how is he going to fit in a team that is already working so well together and has found such great chemistry together? All these lines are working so well together. And, you know, Keith can just switch these up and they'll still have great chemistry. For me, I think there's positives for both the player and the team. For the team, it's more now with the pandemic and having a taxi squad, there's a potential he's put on that taxi squad. He's used for injury, you know, purposes. But like we've said, there's injuries right now and he still hasn't slotted in. We'll see in the future. But for him, he's going to a team who has one of the best offense, like the depth on their offense is incredible. So this is the team where he can turn things around. And if he doesn't capitalize on the opportunities that the Leafs give him, there is potential for other teams to try and acquire him after his time in Toronto is over. 
-hmm. But if he doesn't show up when he's given the opportunities, that list is going to decrease because this is a team he could really turn things around with. And he has to. It's going to be up to him. And the thing is, is that they could have acquired him on waivers the day before. Yeah, Alessia was very adamant about this. <laughs> and I honestly felt for Leafs fans because that was a thing so many people were saying. He was just on waivers. Why did you have to give a Korshkov for him if he was just on waivers? If we're going to analyze this trade from a, a bigger from a bigger perspective, the real winners here are the Sens and the, the Hurricanes who, you know, traded for what they needed and got rid of people that they didn't need and you know that's essentially what a trade is supposed to be a win-win situation and so in this situation realistically the hurricanes in the sense won because they did this quick trade carolina was like oh i have someone that i can get now for for even better and let me switch that around so it's a hard situation that the leafs have put themselves in in terms of they're having a player that they don't essentially need his contract like isn't substantial so it's like kind of injury insurance like we've mentioned he could potentially play on the power play but like we said there's so many other players that could slot in it's a low risk move because we've seen his potential we've seen him in his prime in montreal and like i said i was a really big fan of him i know what he's capable of but after he had some injuries one particular knee injury he just wasn't the same and I don't know if that's to blame on the injury or just, I don't know how he's been training, what he's been doing, his mindset. I have no clue. But it's just, it's been so sad for me to watch because I really loved him in Montreal. I thought he was going to stay there for a really long time. Yeah, I mean, like, who are we kidding? Like, as much as me and Grace can say that we're, we're massive Leafs fans, no one can deny how well the, they have been playing these past couple of games. And it's not us gaslighting them and us being like, oh, they're doing so great. It's unless it is. <laughs> no, but it's also you. You also have to look at how they've been playing. You know, they've been they've played against Montreal, who's also been arguably a really amazing team this season, and they were able to push through. And obviously, they could have you know been better, but they pushed through, and they've been playing really well. Obviously, Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner have just been an incredible duo. And not even them, like literally everybody on the team, they've just finally, I think, found their groove. I don't want to jinx them, knock on wood, but they finally found their groove. And I think it's, it's just, you know, no one can deny that it's, it's going to be hard for Alex Kolchenyuk to find his spot on this roster. And I don't know if the Leafs are doing him a favor or basically ruining his, his season because, you know, you're not giving him a chance and you're probably not going to give him the opportunity to grow and actually play this season moving on or else we're going to talk about this for literally forever and I say this every week but with any topic that we bring up we could literally talk about it for hours and hours and hours uh, we get really off track so let's move on we're going to go with the New Jersey Devils and they finally have given the captaincy to one of their young stars Mr. Nico Heischer so the 22 year old had 14 goals and 36 points over 58 games last season and has a total of 135 points through 209 games so not terrible 
Um, the Devils have been without a captain since the end of the 2018-2019 season and their last captain being Andy Green. When I first saw that they had named him the captain, I was, on one hand, I was not surprised because I see a lot of organizations, you know, obviously naming, you know, their young picks or their first round picks or their young players as captains. You know, we see it done all the time. Prime example is Connor McDavid. But Connor McDavid is a whole different player and a whole different person. And he's essentially the face of that Edmonton organization. Would I say Nico Heischer is the face of the New Jersey organization? I don't know because obviously I'm not a New Jersey Devils fan. But at the same time, I haven't heard enough from Nico Heischer for it to be established or for him to be established as the face of that organization. That's just, that's my opinion. I don't know how you guys feel about it we talked about this last year actually um when we were a radio show but we did talk about this and we were quite negative towards the whole situation then because he's really young but this is the thing he hasn't played at all this season Mm -mm. he came back from 11 games missed because of a leg injury and then he was named captain so a that's kind of cool b he he is actually the face of this organization because who else do the devils have exactly so he is the face of the organization and it makes sense that they would make him captain. He's a consistent player. Like he's not bad. Sure. He's not putting up Connor McDavid numbers, but this seems like their only choice to me. For me, it seemed like the only choice as well. And like you said, I don't think he's going to be putting up Connor McDavid numbers. I don't think anybody will, honestly. <laughs> and it, it wasn't really a surprise to me because he was also an assistant captain last season. So that kind of the surprise wasn't as big, I guess. And so it's nice to see the younger guys kind of get the opportunity but personally I was like it's a little you know strange for for me it's a good mix it's a good it's a it's another it's another a little diversity to add into that pool of captains all over the league because a lot of the captains in the league are older guys yeah he's he's the youngest NHL captain right now and he's the second youngest NHL captain in devil's history moving from young a little bit older (laughs) we're gonna talk about david Ayers. i don't know how i feel about that segue we talked about david Ayers when we had the radio show because at the time um that's when he came on as the e-bug and it's actually the one year anniversary today the 22nd of him coming on for the hurricanes against the toronto maple leafs here in toronto and uh, he made history so grace if you want to elaborate david Ayers has had the best year he's been on talk shows before the pandemic hit he was flying all over north america to go on these shows and to do interviews and we missed the boat because what i'm about to talk about was announced in september was it actually (laughs) it was it was announced in september but we're gonna get on it now because it was incredible to us disney is going to make a movie about David Ayer. I didn't even know that. Alessia is just finding this out right now. <laughs> Neither did I. And Grace told me right before we started the show, I was like, what? I'm like, that's awesome. That's I find awesome. It so funny. Right? Grace has different feelings. <laughs> I love it for the guy. But also, how many e-bugs were there before this that didn't get a Disney movie? But that's beside yeah. the point. Let me, let me, <laughs> I am Good happy point. for David Ayers. So he did do a Sportsnet Q&A with Luke Fox this week, which I 100% recommend you go and read because I read it and it was really fun. And it was to mark the one year anniversary of that legendary night in net with the Carolina Hurricanes. And he revealed that James Corden was a big part of making this happen. So James Corden called him and was like, hey, would you be interested in a movie 
about you. And David Ayers was like, heck yeah. Yeah, I would. And then I guess he said this in the interview. Definitely go read it because I'm just going to paraphrase it. James Corden neighbors worked for Disney. So they went on a walk and then they ended up with a movie about the ebook. And then they mentioned that he wants, they were talking about Mark Wahlberg or Ryan Reynolds to play him in the movie. So Deadpool is a goalie now. Wow. I mean, I guess it would be nice to keep it Canadian. I had too much fun with it. To be completely honest with you, I don't think this would have gotten so much publicity if it hadn't had been in Toronto. And it's not me just saying, I love Toronto. I'm from Toronto. Yeah, yeah, Toronto. Um, Toronto is just such a massive hockey market, like we always say all the time. And news gets out about anything that happens with the, the Toronto Maple Leafs. And when this happened, because he was playing for the Canes against the Leafs, and he beat the Leafs, it just makes the news and the story even bigger. You're very correct. But he would not be getting this Disney deal if it wasn't in Toronto and if it also wasn't such a humiliating loss. I was going to say that. Exactly. And also the fact that he works and practice with the Toronto organization. That's enough about our Toronto talk. I know we've been talking about a lot of Toronto things this first segment. We're probably driving Alessia insane at this point with all of our Toronto-ness. But you know who's not a Leaf? and who sadly will never be a Leaf, actually. Uh, we're going to talk about the kid, Mr. Sidney Crosby. He just celebrated his 1,000th game. To be honest with you, I'm sure he would have reached his 1,000th game a long, long time ago if it hadn't been for all of his concussions and all of his injuries. But it's nice to see that he's finally reached this milestone because it was only a matter of time. He's such an incredible player. But yeah, let's let's talk all things Sidney Crosby, you know, where he's currently at right now with the Penguins where you think he will be in the future will he retire as a penguin what do you guys think all i know is he's definitely going to be a future hall of famer he's the golden boy who scored the golden goal been in pittsburgh for forever his parents washing machine or dryer whatever it is with all the puck marks on it is still in the hockey hall of fame and i'm pretty sure it has its own room and (laughs) he's going to be a legend he already is i think he'll retire in pittsburgh if that's your question i think that he kind of has no choice it's going to be really hard to let like for the pittsburgh penguins to let him go like there are rumors that there aren't like they aren't doing too well this season like not amazing so there have been rumors like oh maybe they'll expose like Malkin or you know certain players to the trade market and if there were to be a big player for them to put out I don't I don't think it would be Crosby over Malkin I think he stays with the Penguins it's 2026 Connor McDavid Austin Matthews and Sidney Crosby all play for the Toronto Maple Leafs Oh my God, stop. Don't even say Get that. Out of your what mind. Is our, what is our cap space like? Please. It, they'd be the those only my, players on the those team. Those are my favorite tweets though. The ones that are like, imagine Connor McDavid in Toronto in 10 years. Oh That's so God. funny. If Connor McDavid is in Toronto in 10 years, that means Austin Matthews is not. If Connor McDavid is ever in Toronto, I don't know what I'll do with myself. I think I would blow a, like a, like a few. I don't. I think don't think I'd what I don't know what anybody would do with themselves. Like even Alexia, <laughs> you have to think about that and go, oh my god, it's a very oh. weird situation to think about. I don't even want to think about it, honestly. Like, <laughs> I'm just thinking of the players they would have to give up. Like, it like literally so everybody. Different. Martin Marinson. No, he would still be on the team. Oh my God. <laughs> Don't even talk about Martin Marinson. I'm just happy that he hasn't been playing. But yeah, I mean, Crosby has racked up 1,276 points, three Stanley Cups, two Conn Smythe trophies, two MVPs, two scoring titles, and two Maurice Rocky Richard trophies. If that is not crazy, then I don't know what is. And you add in 
a few um, Olympic gold medals in there, a junior world championship, and I don't know what else sat in there. <laughs> it's it's funny, not even funny to admit, but I mean, he was probably one of the first hockey figures I saw as I became a hockey fan. You know, I think I just admired the way he played and, and um, you know, him being obviously Canada's national treasure, it, it was only fitting. But, you know, he's just, I think, the figure that everybody th- sees when they think of hockey and modern hockey and the hockey in the past couple of decades. And it's, and I don't know, he's just, you know, how can you put all of his accomplishments into words? How can you wrap it all up? And, you know, to reach a thousand games and to reach it with, you know, the same team, you know, he's been playing with the Penguins since he's been drafted. And I think that's another great accomplishment. Not only does it show he's very loyal, but it shows, you know, his work ethic, you know, his personality and everything, you know, how, what, there's nothing else to say. Let's talk about one of his former teammates. We're going to talk about the Lake Tahoe series. And it was a funny series in the sense that the uh, Golden Knights in the Colorado Avalanche were playing a game and then they had to be postponed until midnight due to the very beautiful sun that was out during that game. It was a funny situation. I, I didn't expect them to actually postpone the game to midnight. Oh, but their players could have broken ankles on that ice. Oh, it was like, awful. That ice was rough. You saw them trying to stop and they just, they yes. couldn't. So it made sense to midnight. Um, technically, it was only 9 p.m. their time. So it that's a little so, better. Yeah, and you know, it was such a beautiful day. It was, you know... The most perfect scenery with the mountains at the back, you know, you have the beautiful lake there, there's no fans, so there's really nothing really obstructing or, you know, catching your eye, even though it's cool to see people in their canoes or their kayaks, whatever, in the water watching from afar, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, to be able for them to be able to do that and be that close to the players but it was such a beautiful beautiful scenery they couldn't have chosen a better place in terms of backdrop it's very funny that they did not kind of realize that the sun would be such a big factor and especially what what time of day was it like when they were noon playing it was yeah it was the afternoon yeah and that's peak that is peak sun time days in nevada it's peak sundays like a place kind of known for being a bit of a desert weather aside this was a really good idea for the nhl and even if like they're making Mm -hmm. a big deal out of not normalizing having no fans at these games but one game a year in a setting like that without any fans who's it gonna hurt that would be so nice let's hope that series or kind of that structure where they have teams play in very beautiful scenery or scenic views like that in the future and who knows maybe we'll see some here in Canada because oh my gosh can you imagine them playing Alberta like near Banff or something with the beautiful mountains oh my goodness gracious that would be amazing so they have to keep maybe this uh term of not Banff this term of uh lake series are you guys ready no four no another day or another episode of who said that there are some interviews well actually all of them are vintage interviews oh god help um, me but they're also very recognizable voices i guess well maybe for me at least um, (laughs) that i'm hoping that you guys would know because okay let me tell you doing this segment is very difficult in the sense that there's only so much interviews out there what's like funny things that go on and I didn't want to give you the usual Mr. John Tortorella because I feel like we always know that he's saying something kind of ridiculous. So I was like, no Tortorella, no Tortorella this week, Marjorie. You have to restrain yourself. 
So I chose three different guys this week. They said some pretty silly things on tape. So I'm hoping you guys can recognize them and we'll see who's the winner this week. Okay, so we're going to start with the very first video. Okay, I'm going to let it play. And then if you guys want to hear it again, you can. But whoever raises up their hand first, or do you guys want to do teams again? You want to do teams? Do you guys want to work together? Yeah, let's just see if we can guess it. We were all horse tonight, boy. Big time. Coach was no good. The players were no good. The food was no good. Just hope the plane works. I When I, when I listened to it, I was dying of laughter. I just hope the plane is good. I have a guess, but like, I don't know if it's right. Grace, do you have any clue who that was? No, I just remember seeing this one time and going around being like, the food is no good whenever my parents made me dinner for like a week. The way he spoke reminds me of like the way Paul Maurice does his interviews. Is that who it was? Yes, that is in fact Paul Maurice. <laughs> Isn't that just such a funny thing? And he has so many clips. I would never expect Paul. I mean, I haven't really heard or watched too many of Paul Maurice's interviews, but then there was just like this whole bunch of Paul Maurice interviews where he was just saying the most ridiculous things. I was He's like, this is so like wholesomely savage whenever he does an interview yes. like he yes. yeah he sounds like genuine and sincere it's like coming from a place of kindness but it's not <laughs> but it's not are you guys ready for the next one this one's funny i think get oh ready boy. everywhere around you know like how you feel what's going on what we should have to do with him leave me alone guys just let okay. me be and let me play the hockey let me play the hockey <laughs> i know that. like if you don't know who that is come on like come on you have to know who that is <laughs> alessia enlighten us who is this amazing man Ilya briskalov yes the amazing Ilya. sorry i just need a minute to collect myself do you guys want to hear that again yes <laughs> everywhere around you know like how you feel what's going on what we should have to do with him leave me alone guys just let me be and let me play the hockey i mean a man just wants to play you know who can blame him he sounds like such a small child being like just let me eat my cookie in the corner like, like leave me alone for god's sake but yes he has he also has so many good interviews and so many good clips of him saying the funniest things and he's just a treasure he's just he's amazing he's hilarious i love him that was a good one like i actually hard. couldn't breathe for a second <laughs> yeah i'm glad you guys liked it okay last one you should know this one grace you should know this 100 even alessia you guys should know this without a doubt if you guys don't know this then i don't know what to do with my life the way the media treats dion Phaneuf in this city is embarrassing i think uh a lot of people should be ashamed of themselves. He thinks a lot of people should be ashamed of themselves. This is not Phil Kessel. Yes, thank you. That was pretty <laughs> obvious. Yeah, it's when it's when Phil Kessel was um, talking with the media, and then he was just basically telling everybody how disgusted he was with Toronto media. Hey, at least the Leafs retained fifty percent of his. Oh my god, no, we're, not we're not talking. We're not. We're not talking about it. We're not talking about it. I'll stop. I think we mentioned that last episode. Yeah, we did because it really We mentioned me. it every episode. <laughs> but yes, that was who said that. I hope you guys had fun. I, I definitely love researching these uh, videos. I think I was watching videos for like two hours yesterday morning, just finding the best clips and making sure I had some good material. Because once you're in that hockey, like YouTube hole, you're in it forever. It's oh, like yeah. so addicting. Yeah. And 
I forgot to mention that some of these clips are from the NHL's own very own website and Sportsnet and also Alyssa Hope once again who has very funny videos on her channel if you want to check that out uh, but yes I was watching a bunch of hockey videos from the NHL channel especially their their uh, that's so weird series I love that series but uh, we're gonna move on to the very last segment of this week's show we're gonna move on to my favorite segment because this is where I get to ask Alessia and Grace for their very personal picks and let's hope that Grace has actually um, listened to the instructions this time. I said underdog and not underdogs. Who knows if Alessia has more than one, but we'll we'll see. Because Or who knows if you guys will have the same pick once again. So for this week, Grace and Alessia's corner, we have the underdog of the season. So Grace, who do you got? My underdogs of the season mm. is 25 of the teams in the NHL. <laughs> Please elaborate. So I think I mentioned this like an episode or two ago, but there's only like six good teams in the NHL right now. And the rest of them are just like so middle of the pack, whatever, that like nobody's really an underdog. You don't look at any of the six good teams and go, Wow, you were supposed to be bad, but you're so good. But I I did have one in mind. I had to make that point though. That like this season feels so weird because it's not like people are battling it out. There's just like these- I thought I thought it was a tricky question. I was like I mean, I couldn't even think about think of an underdog. It was very hard, but yes, continue. Cuz yeah, there's these good teams and then there's these not so good teams. But I did pick one because I knew you'd want me to have at least one. And it was the Florida Panthers because I make fun of the Florida Panthers all the time and they're doing really well. So they're my underdog. <laughs> Actually, I, I should have said that coming because we spoke about them last episode or no, we spoke with them on our clip about the central division yeah. and how good they've been and how surprised we were that they got their stuff together. At, like we said, they should they should have and they did and they listened to us. But Alessia, go on. Well, no surprise. Florida Panthers were my... <laughs> underdog too and it's not even like I consider them an underdog from the start of the season I just I think we just all underestimated them a bit yes I guess you can say 100% they're currently sitting second in the central division and I mean I think I mentioned this in our short segment IGTV that we did last week that you know Dallas still hasn't played a lot of games so they could potentially be in the top four but it's not even like the Florida Panthers are in fourth place they're in second so even if the Dallas Stars were playing good, they could potentially still be mm-hmm. in that top four. So I think it just, they weren't really an underdog. Like, I don't think we all, like us three, we don't really pay attention to the Panthers. So it was kind of something yeah. like we underestimated them. Not that they really yes. were an underdog, but like, I don't really have a strong reason. That's just basically <laughs> my reasoning because I couldn't think of another team. That was also my reasoning. So here Once we are. Once again, you guys, you guys need to coordinate on these things. You guys need to talk beforehand but but you know what I love it I love that you guys choose I like how it's like an upset every episode though you know it like it keeps us consistent but it's also a surprise I'm like I try to come up or like try to figure out something that would be like really diverse and like would have lots of answers and I'd be like like maybe they would have different answers and you know what I never win and I don't think I'll ever win girl spends so much time working on this outline and then Alessi and I come in here like I don't know, Super Mario Brothers, and they're just like breaking everything. The important thing is that you guys came up with an answer, which is all I can ever ask for. But great pick, once again, that is all 
for this week. I really hope you guys enjoyed it, especially with who said that. I'm hoping you guys like this segment. You know, please give us feedback on what you think. If you want to hear maybe more trivia from us, more who said that. If you guys have any suggestions for us, please, we welcome any suggestion, any questions, or any conversations, really. We want to, you know, be in tune with our fans and be in tune with our audience. But I really hope you guys enjoyed this week this week's episode as per usual we always have fun making these for you guys so please stay tuned um for next week please stay updated with us on all our socials on twitter and instagram and thanks for joining us for another week of the wraparound